Hey guys, this is Naeem and you've reached the Mosaic Church Podcast. So excited that you're part of our listening community and I'd love for you to be even more connected. So check out our website. There's more content there and there's more opportunities for you to get connected in our ministries and events as well. Also, love for you to share this content. If this is blessed to you, I know that God wants to use you to bless other people with it. So share this podcast, if you will. Lastly, would you consider supporting this ministry? This is made possible by other people's generosity, and I'd love for you to pay it forward. Join us to reclaim the message and the movement of Jesus together. So would you consider giving to this ministry? I know that God is able to do immeasurably more through us when we come together. Thank you so much. God bless you and enjoy. How are you taking your free will and submitting it to the will of God? Growth always requires us to have an openness to our own blind spots. To start talking about them and they and forget that it's actually supposed to be an us conversation. Well, how well. are you taking your well <laughs> finito? Perfect. All right, guys, how are we doing? Good morning. Good morning. Um, man, you're probably wondering, like, this looks different. What is going on? So, hey, today uh, we wanted to make a space on this Father's Day um, to talk a little bit about that, to make some space to celebrate some fathers, to celebrate you fathers in the community. Yeah, there we go. There we go. And look at these four incredible specimen of men. Let's give them a round of applause. <laughs> they, they look phenomenal. They look phenomenal. But hey, look, the, the, the prayer as well is, you know, we know Father's Day can also be a complex day. But I pray today that you have a revelation of the Father's love for you as we talk and as we discuss here this morning. So look, I'm going to start and I'm going to ask you four just to introduce yourselves. Tell us your names. And let's go from there. Okay, I am Mike. That's my yeah. Name. yeah, there we go. Nice. You want more than that? Yeah, what'd you do here, man? Okay, so I am one of the pastors here at Mosaic. Um, and I'm married. Um, actually, I was thinking about it before we walked out here. We will have been married 30 years. Um, wow, congrats. <clears throat> Is that next year or this year? You I tell think me, it's bro. Next year. Yeah, it's phenomenal. next year. So, 30 years next year. Um, yeah. We've got two kids, yeah. Andrew and Caroline. Obviously, we've been married 30 years. We got married when we were kindergartners, by the way. Um, but no, they're 21 and 24. So um, I'm kind of, I, I think the life stage is a maturing dad. How about Ooh. that? Well said. Well said. Vintage. Vintage father. Vintage dad. Yeah. 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 Awesome. But that's, uh, yeah, that's me. Awesome. Thanks, Mike. Cool. Uh, hey, everyone. Happy Father's Day to the dads out there. Yeah. <laughs> and, and to the single mothers that. because you all play both roles. Um, mm. So Sheldon May, I am a father of two wonderful little girls, Micah, who is eight going on nine, Noah, who just turned seven last week. Uh, been in Charlotte for six years, um, originally from Massachusetts, 15 years in D.C., a couple years in New York. Um, I do a lot of diversity work and HR work, and I'm married to my 
my college sweetheart. I'm not her college sweetheart, go. but she was oh, mine. Oh, wow. She was there mine. You go. No, it took me 10 years to convince <laughs> her that we were meant to be. Um, so Maya is my lovely wife, and uh, we've been married for 12 years. Beautiful, man. I'm loving that. Yeah, come on, round of applause for that. Yeah, yeah, you're here in Charlotte, but you're not here very often. You, yeah, you travel a lot. <laughs> um, hey, everybody. Happy Father's Day. I'm Ryan. I'm 32, uh, and I have two beautiful daughters, Cameron, who is nine, and Aria, who's eight. Um, I am divorced, uh, so I'm a single dad. I moved to Charlotte two years ago. Uh, I was in upstate New York uh, as a child, and then I was in the military for about eight years in the Marine Corps in California. Uh, did some traveling there, and then when I got out of the military, I moved back to New York and then down here. So been here for two years. Uh, I love the city. Yeah. And uh, yeah, thanks for having me on. Beautiful. Thanks, Ron. Happy Father, y'all. Uh, I'm David Barino. Uh, I actually been here 17 years. So 17 uh, years yeah. strong. Yeah. Wowzers. Um, I want to say I'm in the middle age of my life, I would say, um, 53. Uh, I will be married, Lord bless, if I, 30 years this year. You know what I'm mm. saying? You know what I'm saying? Mm. Um, mm. I have two kids, uh, James, 26, and Haley, 22. Uh, what else about me? That's about me. Beautiful, bro. That is, that's some solid news. Let's give that a round of applause. Just a phenomenal down there. And I, look, as you can hear, we've got a diverse group of fathers from all different type of parental teams and situations and backgrounds. And, and that's the beauty, right, is we are a mosaic here of people. So I want to dive in. I want to get into a hot question straight out, straight out the bat. Is that cool? You guys ready for this? Yeah. All right, let's go. Um, Sheldon, I'm coming to you, man. Yeah. Right, talk to me. Um, and what do you find the hardest part of being a dad is? So for me, it's balance. Okay. So becoming a father adds a massive amount of responsibility. Mm -hmm. And it's on top of being a son, a brother, mm -hmm. a husband, a, a, a perfectionist, a clean freak. Um, mm, there you, you go. Know, a, a traveler, right? <laughs> so you got all these things that, you know, you're already diving deep in. And then you add this new thing. And, and something I've really been struggling with recently, I've been realizing there are only 24 hours in a day. Right. It's taken me over yeah. 40 years to realize wow. that there's only 24 hours in mm -hmm. a day and mm -hmm. you can't do it all. Mm. And if you try, as I have been, something will break, whether it's your body, your marriage, your mind, like you cannot do it all. Mm. So for me, it's been trying to balance all of that um, in addition to being a good father. Mm. And I mean, I, I love being a dad. I love um, planting seeds that I know will grow in the future. I love having my children show me um, something different with their eyes that I, I have forgotten how to see. Mm -hmm. um, I, just, I just really, I love having a partner to help shape my, my, my daughters. Um, surprisingly, though, it is actually not being the father of two black girls. I think it's because my kids don't know they're black yet. So, <laughs> so I, I say that jokingly, but like, I try to keep that from them. I mean, mm. black is beautiful. But there's a lot of trauma that comes with being any minority, right? A woman, uh, ethnic minority, you name it. Mm -hmm. And I kind of want to shield them from that as long as possible. Mm -hmm. So um, 
So that's actually not a big struggle yet because I'm mm. kind of keeping that from them. So, mm. but anyway, so yeah, it's balanced for me. Okay, beautiful, man. Beautiful. Ron, I'm going to send the same question your way, man. Yeah, I think he talks a lot about, you know, a range of tasks that need to be completed and a range of roles that you need to play. And for me, it's kind of a lot about the range of emotions. Um, having two daughters, uh, you know, there's not a lot that a 32-year-old, you know, Marine veteran and a six- or eight-year-old girl have in common most days. So... Yeah, it's, a, it's different for sure. So, uh, you know, my background uh, is a little bit different. So having that range of emotions to kind of scan through um, on a daily basis, you know, it can be anything, whether it's just empathy, whether it's just sadness, whether it's just, you know, compassion, um, whether it's nurture, you know, something nurturing, something small, something big. It, it's just this range that you really have to go through. Um, you know, I am a, a single dad. Um, but I do have a female counterpart now. Uh, I've been in a relationship with my girlfriend Carly for a while now, and um, she's been a huge addition to our to our family. And she really helps me process that. Um, she adds that you know X factor. Mm. But for me, you know, there's days where you know my my children need something, and you know it's hard to see something through their eyes. They're you know the world is so big for them. Uh, and, and you forget that sometimes, you know, the, the world is so big to them and something that seems like, you know, a, a, a molehill to you could be a mountain for them. Mm. And so just getting down on their level and having the patience and the, and the range of emotions to kind of connect with them on a deeper yeah. level each day, that, that's the biggest thing for me, I think mm. is the biggest challenge. Yeah, yeah, I love that, Ryan. And should I come back on that, man? And how would you say, um, you know, your, your kids have expanded that part of you? for empathy and, 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 uh, yeah. Yeah. That's actually a really good point. I think they play a huge factor. I mm. think they've multiplied, you know, my, my compassion and my kindness, mm. uh, you know, tenfold yeah. probably. I mean, just, just seeing them on a daily basis, you know, interact with, with animals and people and, mm. you know, music and things like that. Um, it's, it's really humbling and, mm. you know, you do get to see the world through their eyes. Like mm. you said, mm. you do get to kind of relive, um, you know, everything all over again. Yeah. It's an interesting cycle. So, yeah. yeah. Have they, um, you know, I haven't, I haven't seen your nails be painted yet. Have they got to paint in the nails? They, I let them tattoo me. That's <laughs> okay. my thing. You know, I, they can draw all over me. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. There you go. They, they can draw all over me all they want. I'm, I'm a human canvas for that. There so. you go. Yeah, I, I don't think I've ever let them human paint my canvas. nails. I don't think they've asked me to do that. But okay. They, they've okay. definitely Maybe markered me up. Maybe an idea, girls, wherever you are. Um, <laughs> pass the mic. Look, question for you question for you man um obviously the world is a bit of a different place from when you were the age of your kids right uh, absolutely 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 and um man what's like could you just talk a little bit into that like your perspective of that how that is so yeah it's completely different i mean just a little perspective when i was um I mean, I just remember growing up and riding to the store mm. on the back of the mm. tailgate of the pickup truck with my my legs dangling. Mm. I mean, you can't do that anymore, no. right? No. Right? Um, oh my gosh, um, cell phones. I couldn't just call my parents no. anywhere. We no. used a phone booth. Right. Um, what's that? Um, it's I just, know. yeah, I mean, so many things are available to them. I mean, Sometimes it feels like a safer world, mm. and then sometimes it feels like a more complicated, more unsafe world. But I guess I would say 
I just feel like sometimes it's a little bit of a safer world. I mean, mm -hmm. when I grew up, the first vehicle that I rode around in, they had not invented seat belts when mm -hmm. they invented that mm -hmm. vehicle. Mm -hmm. So um, it's just a different, mm -hmm. it's a different place. But yeah, um, but yeah I, um, I'm grateful for the world we live in and the way, I mean, Caroline called me this morning. She's yeah. on a road trip. Um, she called me. She said, Dad, she said, the car's getting hot. And it looks like it's out of antifreeze. I mean, what would I have done back then? I mean, I don't even, right. I don't even know. Yeah. So it's just a completely different place. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, yeah. But I'm, I'm the more mature, the vintage father. Yeah, yeah. vintage. I like vintage. Yeah, I like You're incredibly vintage in everything okay. you do, Pastor okay. Mike. I must say, Ryan, I'm gonna come back to you, man. Um, speaking to that same thing as well, if you would. Yeah, yeah. Mike kind of says that he feels it was a, uh, you know a little bit different back then and it's a little safer now but i don't know apparently what could you guys like drink and drive legally back then i don't i don't know when when did that happen you're not allowed to drink anymore while you're driving a car. um no i i in a way i do feel like it is a little bit more dangerous now um for kids as a parent i i kind of feel like there are some virtual threats that are that are out there now um when i was a kid i felt pretty safe in my own home as long as i was you know with my family in those four walls i was pretty protected um, I think now there are some things that can kind of creep in that are a little bit more sneaky uh, through tablets, cell phones, like you talked about, social media. Um, you know, there's just there's a lot of exposure that kids, you know, get to certain things. And if and if you're not, you know, careful about what your kids are exposed to and you're not kind of monitoring and kind of putting up guardrails um, in places where they're needed, uh, you know, your kids can definitely be exposed to some things just in your own home, like right underneath your own knows that you really you know that you don't understand so I, yeah. I think it is complex in that sense that uh, there are some different types of threats and, yeah. and security measures that you have to set up yeah. now as a parent to keep your kids safe yeah 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 absolutely and even um you know as the i'm like the tail end of the millennial generation and how much it shifted so when i went to first went to high school <laughs> me and my father shared a cell phone bro we shared it you know, I don't know who was doing what when. I do not how no, he made that work. It'd be in my bag, it'd be turned off. But then by the time I was at the end of high school, Blackberries, BBM, it was like on everyone. And, and all the kids coming in had them as well. So we've seen such a dramatic shift in such a short space of time with technology and the impact of that. And Yeah, I think that one good example I could probably give you is, you know, just recently I gave my oldest daughter, Cameron, um, a, a little debit card. Mm. And it was, a you know, a child's debit card, um, you know, so it's, it's a, you know, a debit card that has an app and it's attached to, sure. you know, my bank account and I control, I can control everything off of it. He's I can brave, he's brave, he's brave. <laughs> I'm being, I'm being brave. I'm trying to, get, I'm trying to, you know, venture into some new waters yeah. here. Yeah, so, and, and. It's like we're kind of moving away from like cash a lot, you know, like I don't always have cash on hand. And yeah. when I want to like give Cameron money yeah. for things, it yeah. might be easier. to. F so I give her this card and, you know, it has all these parameters that you can set up on it so that I can turn it on. I can turn mm -hmm. it off. I can see all her spending, everything mm -hmm. she's exposed to, you know, what, what's going on. I can track everything. And, you know, she, she's going to be sitting at home if she's watching this and say, I can't believe you're telling people this. But she had a, an expense that came through on the report. 
Um, and it was just, you know, some low charge. I think it was a dollar ninety nine or two ninety nine, and it was for some unknown thing. And and you know, we asked her about it, and she didn't even know what it was. And you know, it's it's that's an example of something that it was just some type of like spam, you know, internet, you know, something that came across. And in 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 when a child, a nine year old, doesn't know, and they have a, a debit card and they want to buy something off, mm -hmm. you know, a website like a pair of sandals or uh -huh. you know a necklace or something like that, uh -huh. they they can really be exposed to things, uh, you know, that they they have no idea what they're doing, yeah. and that, yeah. that's just a different yeah measure, yeah. you know, the, yeah. that's a challenge. Yeah, yeah, I get that, man, and I think the you know theme even heard already is the exposure and the the shift technology has brought to our culture and society, especially with the with the younger generations and as a youth pastor and as someone who engages and works with youth, one of our core values at Underground is belonging. Of like, hey, you belong here. Wherever you're, wherever you're at, wherever you're from, whatever your situation is, this is a place you can belong. So David, I want to come to you, man, and talk a little bit about that and, you know, how important our identity, you know, purpose, meaning um, in, in your kids and how can you help them foster that? What I've learned though is, um, man, just love, love your kids, mm. just love them, just put love into them. As much I as love you that. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Me and my wife Alicia both just <laughs> questions you get asked, things you get said, just love them through all situations. You're gonna deal with all situations, through good or bad. You know what I'm saying at the end of the day, they just put in like, you know, God loves you no matter what happens, and mm. I do too, and we do too. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I love that, David. That's that's a really beautiful thing. Can I can I even ask you on that? Like, what is? Are there any practical ways that you have helped foster that in your family unit? Prayer, prayer, prayer. There you Pray. go. Because yeah, it's you know, as it says, you know, be quick to think but slow to speak. Mm. That is a very that is because sometimes when things come across, you really want to like say the first thing that comes to your mind. Mm. And that's uh yeah. that what I'm saying. You, yeah. you need to think you need to you need to think about that before you say. <laughs> you know what I'm Sometimes it's not really what you need to say. Sure. You know what I'm saying. So that's, yeah. I've learned that. I've yeah. learned that. You know I get saying? that. What you're saying is discipline. Yeah. Right? Of like, hey, that yeah. like I wanna say this thing and, and do this thing or react in this way, but really if I'm gonna demonstrate God's love, I've got a yeah, it didn't happen overnight, no. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? That's, why I that's when prayer came about. Yeah. That's where the prayer you know is. Yeah. We, don't, we don't always get it right. Yeah. Yeah. I love that, David. Sheldon, I'm going to throw that your way as well, man. Um, so for me, it's, it's mental wellness. And I think it mm. relates to what Ryan and Dave were saying. Uh, there, is, there is a thick cloud of just anxiety going on right now. And in, in, in America, in the world, you know, I think it's the pandemic that brought mm. fear, disease, and death. It's, it's the social justice issues that America is struggling with right now, the division. It's the peer pressure from social media and, and all that stuff. So I think that we all have this like level of anxiety and stress. Mm. And I think as men especially, you know, it, none of our parents were perfect. And I think all of us have some level of childhood trauma. Mm. And, um, you know, our, our, our parents weren't perfect. Mm. And I think as children, sometimes our children and us, we fill that imperfection with something else, mm. something that maybe makes us feel like we belong or something that makes us feel like we're accepted or we're loved. And sometimes because of the access to so much unhealthy content, 
what we fill it with are things that are not unhealthy. And I think we've really got to stop. We've got to talk about it. We've got to address it. And, and the way I, I do that is, you know, therapy, um, small groups, especially at church, like having that men's group where you can talk about some of these challenges. I think men were often taught to be tough. You know, don't talk about it, man up. And I think that's a big mistake. And I was watching this video once of this three-year-old and he was getting shots um, as a little kid and he wanted to cry because it was painful. And the nurse and the father were like, man up, man up, be a man, be a man, be tough. And you see this kid wanting to swell up and cry. And then because of the coaching he was receiving, he was like, I'm a man. And then the video paused and, and you have to ask, what is it we just taught that little boy? Mm -hmm. And it's not okay to show pain. It's not okay to show fear, mm -hmm. but it's okay to show anger. Mm -hmm. And I think that that happens with a lot of guys, a lot of fathers. Mm -hmm. So I, I really think we've got to acknowledge what is our childhood trauma, what gaps did we have, and put it on the table. Mm -hmm. And then for our kids, I mean, David said it perfectly. It's, it's love them for no matter who they are. Mm -hmm. and, and let them know they're good enough, mm -hmm. no matter what they do. Right, I am a perfectionist. I am a clean freak because of the gaps that I had growing up. But I'm trying to make sure I don't. Sh I, if my kids are messy, they're good enough. Mm. Like I'm trying to. Str mm. I'm struggling with that, but that's what I'm trying mm. to do. Not projecting. Not projecting. Yeah. I mean, mm. you know, last thing is that you know, there's this quote a good friend of mine shared recently that's been sticking with me, and it says, "Stop expecting yourself from others." Mm. And I think as parents, we expect ourselves from our children. And, and they're all unique, and, yeah. and we've got to let them be who they are. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I didn't even get that round of applause. I think that was, I think that was, I think that was, that was beautiful. And even just to push on that a little more, Sheldon, and, you know, so often just as human beings, then we can all relate to this, is we, we want to change our surroundings and the people around us, right, <coughs> so we can feel good and feel comfortable. You know, we something triggers us and we want to try and change that person rather than going in here and, and changing the thing and, and perhaps it's an us thing, right? Um, and how fundamental have you found this in your journey to being a good father and a safe space and, and, and generating healthy masculinity like, like you talked about? Yeah, it's critical that we show that vulnerability, right? Like mm. it's critical that, you know, they don't see a perfect dad. It's critical that they see a dad mm. who makes mistakes. Mm. You know, my wife and I argue all the time. Um, we're like an Italian couple. We, we, we love hard and we argue hard. Um, but when I make mistakes, I will grab my kids and say, hey, come here. Because sometimes what happens is they don't see the repair. They see the arguing, but they don't see the repair. So when I apologize to my wife, um, I want them to see that. I want them to see the vulnerability. So so you can do all that, or you, or you can just take the shortcut and, you know, when they're age-appropriate, have them watch Ted Lasso, because... There you go. That, that works, too. Wow. That's a pretty good one. The merge, the merge of our lands. The merge of our lands. A, uh, a beautiful show. A beautiful show. Yeah. Um, you know, and even talking on this idea of mistakes, uh, like Sheldon, you've been, you've been mentioning, and um, <laughs> right where humans, right, it happens. Um, but, Mike, could you talk into what kind of mistakes... Um, that maybe you'd made that you don't want your kids to replicate? Yeah, I have to think uh, mistakes. Me? Mm. I know okay. it's unlike you. I know it's unlike you. Maybe I should um, ask my son. He can, <laughs> he can fill you in. 
No, I think um, I think one of the things that over my years that I have looking back on is, you know, early on when I was younger, when I was in my later 20s, in, in my 30s even, like I made some straight up decisions like this is this, this is black and this is white. You know, this is, this is good, this is bad, this is the only way. And, and I think I want them to hang back a little bit because mm-hmm. I look back at those decisions um, and some of it even had to do with my understanding of religion, especially in religion. Okay. And I made some hard decisions and that was right and that was wrong. Mm. And, you know, 20 years later, when I hit my 40s or even crossed the 50 line, um, I'm like, I'm not so sure that I got it right. Mm. As a matter of fact, I know that I didn't get it right. Mm. If we had time, I'd tell you a little story, but we don't. Um, <laughs> but but I just, you know, there was this one encounter where later on, I'm like, that was that was so wrong. And I wish that I had had tempered my my opinions or my beliefs mm. until I was about 40 years old and a little smarter mm. because it took, I don't know, first 40 years to become a little bit wiser. Right. Um, yeah. I thought I was wise at 25, but yeah, um, yeah I just, yeah. <laughs> that fell between the cracks. Yeah, yeah, I love that. And in what he's saying, Mike, is be, be, being more comfortable in the gray, perhaps, and the mystery. Yes. yes. And not canceling this and canceling that. Like, hmm, maybe feel the tension yeah. and f- get comfortable there. Yeah, my personality is I just need to get things figured out. Right. But sometimes things are a little more complex than mm. my mind sees in the beginning. And I think that's, um, that's something I was taught, um, mm. but it's something I've learned. Mm. Yeah. So. Okay. Beautiful. David, I want to just come to you on that as well, man. Mm-hmm. And, um, a mistake you would love to not yeah. pass down. Um, mistakes. Um, yeah, definitely. I... <sighs> had to realize a lot of them was that I put a lot of time in my work. I work mm-hmm. a lot. I believe in, I, I worry a lot about bills and things and life and everything else. And I want to provide everything I can for my family in this. But um, I had to realize a lot of them was, hey, you know, you need to, you got to slow down some. Slow down. You got, you got kids. You got a wife. You got family. And they're, they know they're not going to be here forever, mm. you know. And, mm. and it took that plus uh, my mom said to me, she said, David, she said, you know something? She said, you know, your dad told you something before he passed. He said, don't, don't put so much on yourself to like the world that like you forget what's important. They, I mean, they see the importance, I mean, mm. of like what you're providing, but you got to give yourself also. Mm. You know, you gotta. They need. They need a dad. Mm. You know what I'm saying? They need someone mm. like the one they can see and talk to and yeah. lay their problems on and like you know let them know what's going on. You know, I mean, you you talk to them when you're here, but when you're not there, you're not there. So yeah. I'm saying. So I had to learn to like the one to like slow down and um. Life is gonna be life. You know what I'm saying? Mm. It's gonna happen. No matter you know, no mm. matter what happens, we can't. Yeah. Problems gonna come up. 
Yeah. Things gonna come up. Yeah. You know, but thing was, you got to like at the end of the day, you know what I'm saying, when like your your time is done, do they feel like them was like that appreciated them enough to like well to spend time with them? Mm. So you know what I'm saying. Mm. So I had to learn. I had to cause you know actually, my dad being a long distance truck driver, he spent a lot of time on the road. And like them wasn't. He, that was he. He told me that's one of his biggest regrets. He's like, I didn't have time to spend as much time with you as I wanted to. Mm. So that's one thing I had to learn. I had mm. to learn that. Had yeah, learn that's that. beautiful. That's yeah. beautiful, David. And yeah. just the the what he's saying as well is just the power of being present. Yeah, and exactly. and being there, right? Because yeah. we can even no. be there and be in a million places, yeah. but exactly. actually just exactly. Yeah, breathing in the moment and and and, and being a safe space for it's your so kids. True. And you know, it's and it's also it's not fair to your to your your spouse. You know what I'm saying? They like put so much on them like that. You know what I'm saying? They they got a mom. They got hey, they got a dad also. Mm. So you know, you got to like you, you got to like <clears throat> got to give it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's only yeah. one. You only, yeah. You know, it only comes around once. So hey, enjoy your kids. Yeah. Enjoy your kids. Yeah. Yeah. Enjoy it. I love that, David. And um. Even on that, you know, the what again, what he's saying is 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 the power of um you're, you're actually presenting to them an image of who God is, exactly. right? Exactly. Of our exactly. Heavenly Father who is there and yeah. connected and present with us at no all doubt. times. No doubt. No doubt. Um and what is one thing you would love to instill in your kids, one attribute of God that you would love to instill or yeah. have instilled? Oh, God's love. No matter what, God's love. Um mm-hmm. I had to grit that's something my parents put in me. And Ron, I didn't always understand it. Cause you know, you want to be part of the crowd. You know, you want to do things and everything. But at the end of the day, you're, you know, you gotta look at yourself because I'm saying, because you are what they see. Mm. Mm. And thing with and you got I ain't gonna say we're not perfect. We're not gonna get it perfect. We're not gonna get it right all the time. But we do the best we can do to like show them what God's love can do mm. and have done mm-hmm. and will continue to do mm-hmm. and pass that on to them to like show them what God's mm-hmm. love can do and has done and continue to do. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that's I that's the biggest thing I can give them. Cause I'm saying, because mom and dad won't be there forever. You know what I'm saying? Grandma won't be there forever, cousins, grandparents. But through God, God is always there. He mm-hmm. might not be there when you want to be. Right. But guess right. what? Yeah. He is there. He is there yeah. through every conversation. Mm-hmm. You know I'm saying you might not get an answer when you want it, but the answer is coming. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I had to learn that. I had to learn that. Be that, patient. David. Yeah, that's that's really beautiful, man. That is a really beautiful thing. And Ryan, I just want to come to you again and, and just ask the same question of what's one thing or one attribute of God you have instilled or would, or would love to continue to instill in your in your children? Yeah, yeah. Dave made a great point about everything there. I think you pretty much hit the nail on the head. Um, I think, you know, my kids have asked me a lot you know, randomly, you know, who God is. And it's kind of a tricky question to answer on the spot. Hmm. But I always try to, you know, convey this message to them that he's kind of like this universal key almost you know this uh all encompassing Mm. aspect of your life um if you're willing to welcome it and um he's this ultimate creator he's responsible for everything around you 
everything you see, touch, feel, hear. Um, and I think he's, you know, an anchor, like, like you said, an anchor because life's going to toss you around. You know, you're going to get swung left and right on things. You're going to be confused. Sometimes you're going to have questions and he's just this constant, this anchor, um, that can really soothe and, Mm -hmm. and settle you. Mm -hmm. Um, so I always try to tell my kids, um, you know, wherever you can welcome him and wherever you can use him in your life as this kind of universal key Mm. um, for stability and friendship and support. Cause like Dave said, you know, we're, we're going to try and be there as much as we can as a father, as a mother, Grammy, grandma, you know, sisters, brothers, but we're not always going to be able to be there exactly when you need us. But Mm. that's where he plays this perfect role. Mm. Mm. I love that, Ryan. I love that. Sheldon, I just want to come to you as well before we're, before we're out of time. And, you know, one thing I know about you, man, is you're, you're a lot of fun to be around. You know? You really are. Fun or funny? Yeah. Which one? Both. <laughs> Double. Double for you. Um, how is that something that you've looked to, an attribute of God you've looked to bring to your, to your kids? Yeah. Well, first, so Ryan and I were backstage joking how you know, we're giving all this advice and we're like, this is the stuff we're actually struggling with, right? right. I, I'm sure our wives and girlfriends are back there and being like, who are these guys on stage? <laughs> That's not what we see at home. Um, but we can, we can talk it, right? Um, I mean, I would, you know, I, I would tell my daughters that uh, God is a jokester uh, mm. and we are all one big modern family sitcom. Mm. Um, kidding, not kidding. But, um, you know, I, I, I listened to one of Naeem's sermons, just one, and <laughs> he said, God had a choice when he made us. He can make us perfect or he can make us unique. And he chose to make us unique. Instead of, we could be perfectly obedient robots, mm. no crime, no war, no pain. But instead of that, he chose to uniquely handmade and handcraft us mm. instead of mass produce us. Mm. And I think we've got to embrace that. Like every, you're supposed to be different. You know, I tell my girls the way I did describe race is that God wants us to be the rainbow. Like he wants Mm. us to be different. He wants us to be beautiful. And I think sometimes our kids want to mimic and, 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 and whatever they see on social media and they want to be uniform like a robot. And it's like, no, it's okay to be unique. So, I I mean, the one thing I would instill is it's okay to be different, embrace Mm. your differentness, Mm. And, 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 and now the catch is give them the mental tools to not treat that uniqueness as something is wrong with them. Mm. Because mm. if you do, they're going to fill it with things you don't want them to. Mm. So mm. that's, that's the one thing is that yeah. God made a choice to make us unique. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. I, I do. I do. I think it's, um, again, like in, in the youth work settings, the creating space is just for kids just to be themselves right and actually embrace their uniqueness like we're not looking for a factory setup here we're not looking for you to conform and be like this person to be accepted or be like this person it's like hey you're actually the most accepted when you're the most full version of yourself you know um guys let's give these let's give these fathers a round of applause It's, um, yeah, it's really been a um, phenomenal gift to sit here and, and, and speak with you guys and, and talk it through. And even I think for, I can speak for all of us of, you know, perhaps actually having a deeper revelation of, on this Father's Day of how 
God is so uh, is unique with us and sees us so uniquely, right? And how important we are to Him and and just all of that. So on that note, I'm just going to ask Pastor Mike just to pray, um, just as you know, one of the fathers of the house and and uh, one of the fathers of this community, um, and we will be be rolling on. Sound good? Absolutely. Okay. Stand up. Can we all stand? Before I pray, I do want to read a quick passage of scripture to you that I just ran into actually today, and it just actually reminded me, and I'm going to substitute it. It it uses the word man or humankind in there, but I'm going to substitute the word father there. And it says this in Psalms 37, verse 23. It says, the Lord makes firm the steps of the one who delights in him. So the Lord makes firm the steps of the Father who delights in him. Though he may stumble, he will not fall, for the Lord upholds him with his hand. That scripture verse just kind of landed on me today from the perspective that we go through a lot of things in life as fathers. I'm I'm looking all across the, the congregation here, the audience here, And I see so many different fathers in so many different places in life. And and it's easy for us sometimes to think that that God is not with us, Um, that that we are just all alone in this world. But the one thing about God that, that I've embraced is that he, even though it feels like sometimes he may not be, he is always with me. And, And like one of the guys was saying, I just have to lean in to him. And so that's what I want to pray over the fathers today, that we would just lean into him, lean into what he has for us. Remember that he's still there, even when it feels like he's not, and um, and just embrace that. So would you pray with me? God, we just give you thanks today that you are with us, that you are, are walking with us through this journey in life. Uh, God, it just even reminds me of, of the 23rd Psalm. Uh, as we walk through all that we do in life. And and God, I know that in some times as we're walking through life, we go through these valleys. We go through valleys that we need you more than, than we even realize we need you. And so, Father, I just pray that you would remind us when we're struggling as fathers, and you know that we do, God, that you would remind us that there's nothing that that you can't give us. There's nothing that's not available to us because you are in us and you are working through us. And so, Father, I just pray that you would help us to tap into this power of the most amazing Father, um, and that's you, God. God, that you give us the strength to move through life. You give us the strength to do whatever it is we need. And so God, I just pray that you would remind us of that. Thank you for being an amazing father. Thank you for being a father that was willing to sacrifice his most prized possession, his son, to give us life, that we might have life and have it to the full. God, we thank you for your son, Jesus. We thank you for the way that we are all called your sons and daughters in this world. Help us to lean into that as we move through our time in life. In Jesus' name. 
Thanks for listening to this message from Mosaic Church in Charlotte, North Carolina. For more audio and video content, visit us at mosaicchurch.tv.